Welcome to the Seeing Deep Podcast, where we see deep in a shallow world by exploring our surrounding culture through a biblical lens. This month, we have been discussing living unbroken, and here this week with us is Tracy Miles to discuss her book by the same title. Tracy's been a part of Proverbs 31 Ministries since 2006 as a contributing writer to Encouragement for Today Daily Devotions, which reaches millions of women around the world every day with encouragement from God's Word. And she was also a national speaker on the speaker team for 15 years until deciding to focus primarily on writing. She works full-time at Proverbs 31 Ministries as a director of Compel Training, which is a membership site that teaches thousands of aspiring writers about the craft of writing and the publishing industry and helps countless women pursue their publishing dreams. Tracy is a popular best-selling author of five books, all of which were birthed out of personal experiences and stories which God has used to bring purpose out of pain and bring encouragement and hope to women around the world. And principles from her most recent book, Living Unbroken, Reclaiming Your Life and Your Heart After Divorce, is the topic of our discussion today. Welcome to the show, Tracy. Thank you, Denise. Thanks for having me. Oh, I'm thrilled to have you. And this is such a topic that is near and dear to my heart. Uh, personally, having walked through divorce, and that was never going to be me, right? That's for other people, especially because, you know, I waited for marriage and God says A plus B equals C, right? I'm, I'm never going to walk through something like that. And then when you do, and you suddenly feel so isolated, uh, there is such a need for your book. So y'all, y'all are in for a special treat this week and next week. So the scripture for this episode is taken from 1 Peter 4, verses 12 through 13. Dear friends, do not be surprised at the fiery ordeal that has come on you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. But rejoice in as much as you participate in the sufferings of Christ, so that you may be overjoyed when his glory is revealed. Now, I'm going to be honest, rejoicing in suffering sounds like a religious thing to do, but there is a surprise in suffering that we can find as we abide in Christ. God is a healer, and joy can be found in him. Tracy, I think sometimes when we encounter brokenness in our own lives, we can feel so isolated and also feel as if no one understands. Can you share some of your testimony and how God led you out of that place of brokenness to find joy? Absolutely. Well, I was married. My story started many years ago, but I was married um, for 25 years to the man that I had met in college. So he was my college sweetheart. And we had a, a kind of a rocky marriage all along, but we had some good times as well. But after, right after our 25th wedding anniversary and right just a few months after I had received a two book contract from David C. Cook Publishing for two more books, I found out about a lot of infidelity and different um, behaviors and addictions and things that were going on, basically just a second lifestyle. And it was, of course, devastating and just turned mine and my children's lives upside down. And I just, you know, didn't think I could ever pull out of that pit of suffering. You're so blindsided. It's like a freight train hits you and just tears up everything in your life, including you from the inside out. And so it took many, many, many months of depression and just sadness and just walking through stages of grief and trying to deal with my children and all the things that, you know, you deal with, how am I going to face all of these fears and the financial issues? And it's just overwhelming, but also you do feel that isolation because now you're like, well, I'm not 
a wife, but I'm not, I can't go to church because I don't belong in that Sunday school class anymore. And I can't be with the same friends because we were friends as couples. And you do feel like no one understands the the depth of pain and fear that you're facing. Um, But what I discovered over the past five years, because it's been just a little over five years now, is that you can find joy out of that brokenness. And I certainly didn't enjoy any of that suffering, but it's just amazing to me how God has used every season that I've walked through in the last five years to bring my healing through the books that I've written. So he's helped me not only write books that I believe are helping other people. It, they're his words, you know, not just mine. So I'm not taking credit. It's all him. <laughs> but um, but it's just, I was writing as I was walking those journeys. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's why they've been so helpful to people because I'm not writing from a place of victory. I'm writing from that place of suffering and striving for victory. And Unsinkable Faith was the first one. And then Love Life Again, which is the season I was trying to get through. And now this Living Unbroken, because I see that there is happiness and joy after separation and divorce and that God can bring something good and and you can be happy again, even if life doesn't look like you thought it was going to. Oh, so good. And, you know, I think writing can be so therapeutic, can it? Uh, I know in just the writing that God has led me to, and it has been in those places of pain, but there's such revelation to be found there. And I know like you, um, but for me, it was after being married 14 years and ended up three years of separation that I had some awful discoveries. And, you know, I think it's this breaking of the identity that you thought you had, you know, you thought you knew who you were married to. You thought you knew uh, what your identity was and your identity can't be in your marriage or any position we have in this life. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I learned in mine, but you know, this joy, sweet joy is found if we're willing to process the pain, I think. Um, Mm -hmm. So self-pity can be a big distraction in our brokenness. I know it was for me. Uh, You discuss in your book how you broke free from self-pity. It is such a trap and so hard, I think, to climb out of. Can you share with those listening how you got victory over self-pity? Well, I wish I had a step one, two, three (laughs) to say, (laughs) do these three things and you're going to recover from that. But when someone has really just crushed your world and just shattered everything that you knew to be and devastated not only your life, but your heart. I mean, your heart is so broken because someone you loved has, has hurt you so deeply. And then part of you still wants to love that person, but part of you is so upset and angry and confused about you know, everything that has happened, that it's easy to sink into that pit of self-pity. And then especially in today's culture, when you see everyone, I would get, I almost didn't want to be on social media because I was so tired of seeing happy anniversary to my sweet love of 30 Mm -hmm. years and happy Valentine's day. And this is the man of my dreams. And, you know, there's a lot of things that goes on behind closed doors and social media is not always what it appears to be, so, but you do feel very alone and you kind of think, why me? Why, why do they get to have good marriages and loving and faithful husbands and intact families and, and not me? And so it's easy to fall into that trap and perfectly normal to fall into that trap. It's perfectly justified. But one of the stories that I share in the book is when I talking about identity and this self-pity is when I went to the doctor's office just for a checkup a few months into this separation journey. And I had to fill out the forms and I got to 
the the part about where you check your marital status, you know, name, address, social security number, all of that marital status. And I was just stopped and like paused because I couldn't check the divorced box because I wasn't divorced yet. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I couldn't check the married box because I really wasn't married because I was separated. I couldn't check widowed because my husband was still alive, although it felt like he wasn't, you know, he was completely out of my life and I wasn't single because I wasn't. So it was just this whole, this whole confusion in my head about, well, who am I? Because I'm not, I'm not who I used to be. And I just basically had a meltdown right there in the lobby in front of everyone else. And on the way home from that doctor's appointment, I was just crying and kind of having this self-pity party, you know, party of one. And God spoke so clearly to me. And he said, the end of your marriage is not the end of you. Mm. And it just really struck me so deeply that I really felt like he was trying to say, yes, this happened to you. It's not a shock to me that your marriage has ended in this way, but you tried your best and you are still here though. And you still have a life to live. And, you know, the death of your marriage is not the death of you. And that just really helped me start pulling out. Okay. I can spend the rest of my life feeling sorry for myself, being mad, being unforgiving, being bitter, you know, just, stomping around and never getting over it, or I can choose to try to bring something good out of it. I can start doing things that make me happy, focus on my blessings. There's so many things we can do if we force ourselves to. And like you said, writing was actually an outlook for me, especially as an author. I mean, that's what I do. But a big part of that was really just journaling in the beginning, because I didn't have any words to inspire anyone else. I couldn't even barely get a word in my own journal because I'm just brain dumping all of the pitiful emotions (laughs) that are happening. But that was a safe place for me to do that and to put all my prayers and all of my my anger out and just kind of even to yell at God sometimes. And that was just a safe place for me to do that. And I'm so thankful I had that journal because it helped me in writing Living Unbroken because as hard as it was to go back and remember all the things that I wanted to forget had happened it helped put me back in the shoes of where I was and in the shoes of where women are right now when they're starting that journey. And they're in that stage of self-pity and such brokenness and such hopelessness that I think that's why women have loved the book so much so far, because it meets them right at the felt need where they are and gives them some hope that, you know, they can make it too. Hmm. So good. You know, I think sometimes when you're going through those times of suffering where you just had this incredibly painful thing happen. It feels like, you know, lemon juice on a wound. Like when you say you Mm -hmm. go on Facebook, social media, and it's like, ah, everything's, you know, unicorns and roses. (laughs) And it's just, why do you have to have these reminders and these things that cause you to face your problem? And that's really what I saw the Lord did with me. Um, When I wanted to escape, it was, I can heal you. And I think community was such an answer for me um, when I wanted to isolate myself. I mean, I remember my kids and I living out and we moved to a house in the country. And one of my friends was like, are you under the witness protection program? (laughs) Because no one can find you. And there was this sense of, I didn't want to be seen. There was so much shame. And, but I think focusing on others instead of like when I was focused on me, that was so suffocating, but helping others helped me out of my pit of self-pity and finding others who walked a similar path, you know, like I identify with your story, Tracy, and having walked through similar sorrow. And I think this is a way that we want that we're able to comfort one another in our respective 
pain. There's a sense of identifying with someone else when they have walked through a similar trial, yet ultimately no one else can fully understand our suffering. And that place of pain to me is answered uh, in Proverbs 14.10. Each heart knows its own bitterness and no one else can share its joy. And I would say, except for Christ, he fully suffered. And so I know when I'm feeling that moment of self-pity, I know my Savior understands. But there's also something about suffering that turns around to bless us. And some of those blessings we're going to unpack in the next episode as we share key principles from Tracy's book that helped. Tracy, as we close this episode, what can you share to help the person listening today who struggles to understand why this brokenness was allowed into their life? Well, I don't think we'll ever understand why God lets things happen to us. That's like question of the universe. Why does God <laughs> let bad things happen to good people? Yeah. But, you know, when I do know that in my own life, so many times I can look back at really, really painful situations from childhood to now, and I can see how God has used them to grow me, to bless me, to use mm. me, and to use that experience to bless other people and to really bring you know, purpose out of the pain that I've walked through. So, you know, when we're in the middle of suffering, we don't want to bring someone else happiness. <laughs> we don't want our pain to serve some great purpose. We just want God to stop that pain and we want to understand it. But um, I really just feel like the, the reason that God called me to write Living Unbroken is because when I just first started my separation and was so directionless and I was so ashamed and just you know, felt so guilty, even though I wasn't the cause or the reasons, not that I was perfect by any mean, but I wasn't the cause of our marriage demise, but I still just felt guilty. Like, what did I do wrong? Why was I not enough? And I'm so ashamed that our family was going through this and I just felt so alone. And all I wanted was some resource to say, girl, you're not crazy for, for feeling the way that you do for this depression, for this anger, for this guilt, for everything that you're feeling and, and, you know, someone that could say, you're going to, you're going to make it, here's what you can do. And just give me some tips. I couldn't find anything like that. And I really feel that's why God led me to write this book and maybe even allowed me to go through this experience um, in my case, because I think this is a much needed resource. And that's what I've heard from a lot of women that have read the book is that I don't feel less alone and less just weird anymore because I, I can now see that someone else understands. And that's what's so hard about this journey is you think no one else understands. Even if you know other people that have been separated and divorced, you think, well, they can't possibly understand the depth of what I'm going through because we hide it. Mm -hmm. And we put on that mask of I'm strong and I'm going to make it and I'm going to be fine. But inside, we're really just falling apart. And we need other women, like you said, other community. And that's so important. And that's one of the big things that I do talk about in the book. Mm. You know, I'm writing a paper right now uh, for one of my theology courses at Liberty University about the providence of God and the presence of pain, because I think that is also one of the things that makes suffering so hard. Where is God in that? And we're going to unpack more of that uh, next week. But thank you so much for being with us, Tracy. Uh, can you please share with our thank listeners you. how they can find you? Absolutely. I've got a blog. It's tracymiles.com. And I also have an author page. It's just tracymiles, author. And I also have a Love Life Again community, which is a, a great community of thousands of women who just support each other and love on each other. I've 
provide inspiring and encouraging posts every single day. A lot of women in there have been through this experience that you and I have shared, but also many other difficult experiences they're trying to get over that's, you know, makes it hard to love life. So uh, both of those are on Facebook and I'm also on Instagram. Awesome. Well, friends, you do not have to stay in brokenness. God restores when we are willing to admit our need. I can't wait for next week as we give you some practical takeaways to help you in your journey toward wholeness and reclaiming your heart. You've been listening to the Sing Deep podcast where we dive into the Word of God for the answers to life's problems. (laughs) 